Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Stalker Crush. Sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. Um, lots of things have happened. Lots of things have happened. That's all I have to say. <laughs> and we'll be back. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I did do a rapid fire this time, you guys. And this time meaning we have to re-record due to technical difficulties. <laughs> yes, if you catch any continuity errors between uh, yeah. our little league updates and then our interview with our guests later on, there's a reason for that. Well, we're here now. And That's right. I, this, I think this could become a new segment. So I named it There Can Only Be One. So there's two players with the same name and we have to pick. Ooh, I like that. And Ooh, I, I like it too. I only have three right now because it's a rapid fire, right? Mm-hmm. So first up, Sam Kerr or Sam Mewis? Sam Kerr. I say Mewis. Sam Mewis. Sam Mewis. Um, Evan Newton or Evan Loro? Evan Loro. <laughs> Evan Loro. <laughs> that is unanimous. Crew Newton or Crew Cat? (laughs) I say Crew Cat. (laughs) Um, And finally, Mason Greenwood or Mason Mount. I'm exempt. Mason Mount. Mason Mount. How could you choose anything else? I like that segment. Yeah, I think we. That That is good. That might become something. Um, Sebastian Guinzotti or Sebastian Belgard. There you go. I uh, I think Guinzotti. Both. <laughs> all of the above so let's league update we'll start with the fa women's super league um last week Kristen press had a ridiculous goal against tottenham and man you won three one i just wanted to talk about Kristen press's goal and She's the boss always right mm-hmm. and chelsea wins the women's super league cup for the second year in a row and sam kerr topped the league scoring chart with 21 goals it was amazing. Crazy town. And we had the FA Cup final, Chelsea versus Barcelona. I'm just no comment. We're not talking about that. Chelsea's women's team played so well this season. They just have been incredible. And I don't think this one match defines them by any means. Definitely not. We had a lot of matches that were poor this week, and those matches do not define our clubs. That's mm-hmm. fair. Yes. Let's jump into Premier League. We have so many to talk about. We have like two weeks worth, y'all. I know. So are we starting with this week's? Um, it doesn't matter. Sure. I don't know where that one starts. I think around here. <laughs> or here. No. Here. I don't know. We have so many words. <laughs> two weeks ago, that way it's just an order. Well, I had a, a beautiful day watching Liverpool play this morning. Um, it was insane. It was one of the best matches I've watched in a long time. I just like felt like they showed so much heart. And then for Allison to come in and score that goal in, like, I mean, the last few seconds of the match, I just first goalkeeper in um, Liverpool history to I don't score. Think I've ever seen a goalkeeper score. It doesn't happen very often. This earlier, when he had that assist with Mo, I think it was earlier this season, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Insanity. We will avoid talking about the Chelsea Arsenal match because I just am not there yet in my heart. And (laughs) it was not good, guys. It was not. Um. Chelsea had a good match earlier against Man City. They did. With that stupid PK from Sergio Aguero. I'm probably horribly mispronouncing his name, and I would apologize if I cared about him. I think you got it right. Oh, <laughs> it was supposed to be mispronounced. <laughs> um, yeah, we have a lot of goals on here. Are, is there any other match that we really want to focus on? Because there's a lot. No, I don't know. We talked about our clubs. Yeah. Good luck to your Premier League clubs. Leeds destroyed Burnley for nothing. Oh, that was really fun. <laughs> I enjoyed that one as well. Oh, I'm so sorry. My roommate would like to sit on my lap while we record. Come on. 
I did. Same. <laughs> I did watch the Crystal Palace Aston Villa match today, which was really good. I'm not emotionally invested in it, but it was kind of cool to see Crystal Palace do very well. Good for them. Mm-hmm. Um, Rottenham. Palace made of crystal sounds mighty fragile to me. I, yes, sir, Ted Lasso. <laughs> Mr. Ted Lasso. Everyone, we're a little distracted by best roommate. She is Yeah, so she cute. jumped in my lap. It's really awkward. She about to lick your face. Boundaries. I'll I'll try to take a screenshot so that um <laughs> our uh, our folks can see the new setup for recording. But uh the current standings are Man City and first, Man U, Leicester, and Chelsea. There are two points between third and fourth with Liverpool in fifth and West Ham in sixth. It's going to be a tweet race these last few matches. Look, look at how cute. Yeah. I, w- I want to show you her little balls up on the. Oh, oh, oh my, my gosh. God. <laughs> like she's a business lady at her office. She, what are we going to do tomorrow? Where are you going to sit tomorrow? She has soccer opinions. Um, on the desk. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Maybe we'll bring your bed over and try that. Maybe. Oh my and God. there was an FA Cup final, and we're not talking about that it. That will not be discussed. I heard that they canceled it. It didn't yes. happen. It yes. Just, <laughs> what is <laughs> FA Cup? MLS. Yeah. We, we had our home opener. We did. We did, and goals were scored. Yes, goals were on scored. both sides. By both sides, yes. Um, Nick Haglund scored a goal. Which was impressive. I didn't expect it from Nick Hagland. It was beautiful. It was a good goal. It was. It was really well done. I, it was exciting. I, it was funny because Laura, Laura had a little bit of a delay, my friend Laura. And um, she was like, I think we're going to get this one right after he scored. And Jess and I had already seen the third. My yeah. We were like, oh, yeah, maybe Laura. <laughs> but. Three and a half seconds later, Inter Miami just came mm-hmm. back and Nick Haglin made a mistake <laughs> and they scored their game winning goal. Yeah. Since everybody is so invested in that, um, I think Minnesota broke their losing streak. Mm-hmm. So good for them. Yeah, they beat Dallas um, yesterday 1 0. And Atlanta had that stoppage time winner in like the 95th minute to beat Montreal. That's exciting. <laughs> Joseph Martinez, right? He's We're just going to assume that all good things happen because yes. of him. Um, I, I mean, and, uh, San Jose, I told you somebody was going to come for you. <laughs> Galaxy beat Austin 2-0. Um, that's okay, Austin. You're yeah, still do better, yeah. doing better than FCC. Listen, as long as FCC is playing in MLS, you will never be the worst. That is true. I do think, though, that we have the best stadium. She looked beautiful on she TV. Did. And I don't think FCC looked terrible. No, I mean, it was better than they looked in a long time. Obviously, lots of improvements need to be made there's always mm-hmm. something that can be better but we didn't look like <sighs> monster fire we looked like a monster spark excuse me one moment i will be right back <laughs> i knew i froze that peanut butter that kong full of peanut butter for a reason oh i've got that now so hopefully that'll do the it's trick to go oh weston stadium yes and what do you guys think about the new goalkeeper it's hard to say. I, I felt like he had a couple of good moments. Just He's not Cody Cropper, so I already like him a little bit. I, it just is so strange to me that we are continuing to use that international spot for um, Teton, especially if they don't plan on having him as a starter. Yeah, that is interesting. I think he got his green card. Oh, Am maybe I, he did. I think he did. Hmm. Okay. But I don't know. There's that. Well... Do we play at home next week? Nobody. Let me check our shed jewel. Nobody knows. I don't think so. We play on May 22nd, and it is away. At Montreal. Uh, but I think it we're playing in Florida. Miami. I think is what they were saying on the broadcast, is that we're playing in Miami, but it's against Montreal. Correct. And then we're home on the 29th against New England. And maybe we'll get to go. 
Well, we won't, but I hope you do. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but it's been fun seeing everybody's pictures and videos. I, it looks like a fun place. I can't wait to make memories there. Hopefully winning memories and not a whole bunch of losing ones. Fingers crossed. <laughs> and one more thing, one more observation. Yes. And then we can move on. Jimmy McLaughlin, what were you doing at our match? <laughs> wearing- he wasn't wearing purple. And go, shoes. go away. You don't belong here anymore. Okay. This is not for you. You made your choice. You went there and you're dead to us. Just like Frank. it's too hot out for a cardigan. It really what is. What was he thinking? <laughs> it's in the seventies. It is humid. Why didn't you wear the t-shirt of yourself? <laughs> that exists. Yeah. Right. That's what I would have worn. <laughs> well, when the announcer was like 6,000 fans, I said 6,000 fans and one trader. <laughs> 5,999 fans. I just think it's funny. Like they had all those celebrities come in, all these like sports pundits and all of that. So what I'm hearing is, and we talked about this earlier, Abby and I, mm-hmm. is you're saying you're limiting the number of fans who have been there since the beginning, who have poured a ton of money into this club to let these nobodies in there. That's mm-hmm. effective. I said what I said. Yeah, well. But more excitingly is USL news. Yes. So do we want to skip last week's scores? Yeah. Uh, except for this one. Yes. So last week, Tampa Bay paid, played Pittsburgh and won 3-0. Woo! And it was amazing. They had three different goal scorers. Um, Steven Dos Santos and Adebayo Smith both had their first goal last week. And there was a beautiful, beautiful PK from, from Seba Gonzati. It was great. And then matches from this week was Charleston played Charlotte Independence and they lost 0-3. Good for you, Charlotte. But Birmingham beat Memphis 1-0. Which is exciting. Uh, Go Legion. Yeah. Good on you. The Colorado Switchbacks beat Sporting KC 2-4-0. Do you know if Alan Koch is at the Switchbacks? I feel like he is. I feel like I heard that. I think he is, yes. That's what I thought. I'm pretty sure he is. And Sporting KC Dose got a red card. Didn't watch it, but 4-0, been there. Yes. Mm-hmm. On the losing end, not on the winning end. We can feel your pain. <laughs> yeah, not on the clear. <laughs> what is winning? Something <laughs> we can't do. And the most exciting moment of my entire weekend, of everybody's yeah. weekend, it should have been, was the 2020 redo USL championship, uh, Rowdy's Phoenix Rising. It was madness. Truly. It was great. <laughs> A, we missed the first like half an hour because ESPN kept saying, oh, loading, loading. It was not loading. It was not. It was on ESPN2. And the heck we went through to try to find it. We ended up um, having Abby had to pay for like one month of Splane TV just so we could get it. The things you do for your soccer streaming. But once we got locked in, what we had missed was an own goal by Aiden Quinn. I know him. Yeah. It was like early on. Um. And then it just got crazier from there. I think that they were both pretty like well matched, but mm-hmm. it's hard to say. Like you can't really call it a twenty twenty championship. No. They're two different teams. But Evan Laura almost got into a fight. That was the greatest thing to ever happen. Was Evan Laura getting spicy? He like headbutted this guy and getting a yellow card. <laughs> they both got yellow cards, and they both deserved them. But a few uh, I did get to see the um, coach afterwards. With his his crybaby face. The crybaby face. Neil Collins, you are amazing. I hope we get to meet you when we visit. Mm-hmm. And again, at half match, you can come hang out with us in the unsubs. We talk tactics. We talk everything else. We talk champagne bombs. We talk not the word moist. No. Mm. Yeah, that. Or we talk about yummy food. Oh, yeah, we do that too. But 
it was super fun. I think Tampa Bay's, you know, gearing up for another successful season. Yeah, they got nine points on the nine right now. So at least one of our teams is winning. (laughs) There's that. (laughs) And they play again this coming Saturday on the 22nd against Miami FC. It is on ESPN Plus for anyone who also has trouble finding where everything is streaming. Um, This weekend or this coming weekend, Louisville plays San Diego, Pittsburgh plays Charlotte, Indy 11 is sporting KC2, San Antonio plays Birmingham, and then Phoenix playing Las Vegas. So there's more USL action coming your way. Can you hear her? No, she's going to town on peanut butter. Yes. That's, hey, whatever makes her listen. Happy. That is a girl after my own heart. Yes, she's a weird roommate, guys. She's like growling at her snacks. Honestly, Trisha will tell you there's no difference between me and her. Roommate, so, mm-hmm. yeah, but are you the this girl getting peanut butter at Sam's Club? <laughs> I do. I do go for all the peanut butter. But speaking of USL coming at you. We have Ben's soccer love story coming up and his love of USL soccer. Indeed. Looking forward to it. So hang out. Let's talk tactics and we'll be right back. Well, we are here with our very special guest. Some of us know him as Ben. Some of us know him as Goose, the soccer goose from Twitter. It's Ben. (laughs) yeah no thanks for having me on the podcast and uh giving me something to laugh about outside of twitter (laughs) and it's it's fun to uh to finally meet y'all and uh yeah thanks for having me same we've been um twitter pals for a while but have never actually had a conversation so it's nice (laughs) to actually talk to you yeah it's it's nice And, and like you said it's it's too bad it's not the game Yes, but uh, eventually that'll have to happen at some point because yes. uh, I think the soccer world is too small, and FC Cincinnati has a really cool stadium now, so I have to go. Yes, you should come and see it. <laughs> travels, well, not yet, but we're working on it. On. Yeah, someday we'll be able to go to away matches again. That was going to be our whole like travel plans last summer was just going to away matches, and it just didn't happen. So. The world's a different place. <laughs> but anyways, we're not here to be melancholy. Let's talk, let's talk about how really you... Really sad thought. note to start the podcast. <laughs> yeah, oh, we do. Down the whole mood. <laughs> get them like really down and depressed and then they're like, well, I have nothing else to do but listen to this, so I might as well. <laughs> That's the whole brand. Well, we are really excited just to hear about how you fell in love with this game and how you got so into soccer and became the soccer goose that you are today. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's not. I don't know if it's a long story, but I am kind of long winded. Um, so I'll try to give the snippets of like how I got into soccer and stuff, things like that. So um, I was like a general sports fan, like growing up. I watched football, basketball, whatever, but like never really cared about soccer. Like I, I think my first like. Oh, that's soccer. That's a sport was like when Zidane headbutted the other dude in the world cup when I was watching like sports center or something. And I'm like that, I don't know soccer, but that doesn't seem normal. <laughs> I don't know. That's okay. Um, it is feels against the rules. Um, so that was like, I guess the first, uh, like what I knew about soccer before I like actually ever attended a game. So a, my, a friend of mine, Chris Davis, um, who lived in Charlotte at the time. Well, he lives in Charlotte, but I lived in Greenville, South Carolina. Um, he invited me up to a game was like, Hey, there's this new team in Charlotte, the Charlotte independence. Um, you should come see a game. And, and we've been friends for a long time. Um, still friends to this day and whatnot. So I was like, Oh, okay. I'll, I'll go to a game. I don't know like anything about soccer. I don't know anything about, the independence or like who they were playing Louisville city um, or the league or anything. But I was like, okay, I'll come hang out with you, whatever. Um, and it was cool. Cause I went to the game and like, I, I kind of like to know different things about like what I'm getting into before I get into it. So like I asked him like, 
hey, like, what's this league? What's, um, what's, what should I expect or whatever? And he was like, yeah, they're playing Louisville City. And uh, I think they were on like a winning streak. And the independents, I don't they know. They were probably cheating. Well, like, yeah, possibly. Um, <laughs> but it has a good ending. That's the, it has a good ending y'all appreciate. Um, but uh, so, so yeah, he, um, he was telling me, yeah, I mean, we're probably going to lose because Louisville City is good. And the independents, it was their first year. Um, they were not very good. I, I can't remember if they had won a game yet, but I know they weren't doing very well, um, put it simply. Um, so I go into the game thinking they're not going to win. They're probably going to lose. And um, I think they ended up winning like 2-1. I should probably know that. Um, but I'm really bad on stats and uh, scores and things like that, unless I'm really into things. But, uh, <laughs> but nevertheless, um, what kind of like really got me into the sport was um, we had like uh, the team had a six foot six left back, which is just like, why is that a thing? Like, even then I was like, that doesn't seem normal. Um, and he scored a header on a set piece and ran over to the supporters group. And like me and a few other people like caught him as he, he jumped into the stands sort of. And like, then that's my, if you look at my header photo, it's, that's what my photo is. Uh, my header photo is me and a few other people like catching this player, Pat- Patrick Slogic after he scored this like crazy good goal against this team we didn't think we were going to beat or I didn't think we were going to beat. Um, so that really what like is what like made me catch the soccer bug. And um, I went to a few other games that year, but I also, like I said, I was living in Greenville, South Carolina, which is like two and a half, three hours away. So it wasn't like super convenient for me. Um, fast forward a little bit. I did like some writing early on for a, some blog called soccer and sweet tea. Um, and then I've done a little bit of podcasting here and there, um, about the independence and about amateur soccer, shameless plug, um, <laughs> which I'm just restarting now. So if you want to, uh, check that out, that'd be cool. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's been kind of, I've really enjoyed getting into the soccer ecosystem and getting to know things and whatnot, because like, um, I don't know. I just feel like there's like a lot to know and a lot to learn. And, um, I nerd out about certain things and yeah, that's okay. kind of how I got into it. I, maybe that Always was always how it happens all over the place, but my uh, favorite, yeah. my favorite thing that I have seen happen on your Twitter is that you tried out for the independence. You <laughs> went did. to open tryouts. <laughs> Don't yeah, know, so, know that. <laughs> so I, I did. And it's funny because I had tweeted uh, one of those silly, like if I get however many retweets, I'll do this thing. And um, on the independence crest, there's 1775 because that's when the city of Charlotte uh, declared independence from Britain. So I said 1775 retweets and I'll try out for the team on uh, an independence tweet about the tryouts. And it's funny because, of course, I didn't get 1775 retweets, thank God. Um, <laughs> but because uh, then I would have really been like, oh, but uh, local paper here in Charlotte called Queen City Nerve, they had the person who runs the paper had DM'd me and be like, hey, would you be interested in doing this and writing an article about it? And I'm like, oh, this is random, um, but also a really cool thing to try to do. Um, but also I don't really like play soccer very much. Um, and like, I didn't play it growing up. So it was kind of like, ah, um, honestly, I was more worried about like writing the thing though, than like the tryout. Cause I knew I wasn't going to make the team, but it was, it was really cool though, because I got to like experience what a tryout was like. And, um, I talked to like one dude who was like, yeah, I'm kind of just trying out for the team and trying to continue my career and I think he played somewhere in like Germany in like the lower leagues. So it was kind of cool talking with him briefly. Um, and yeah, that was a really cool experience just because it was, it kind of taught me like how, um, cause you, I, I always hear, Oh, soccer is the, you, the world's game and uh, anybody can do it. And um, I wasn't great. I'm not going to pretend like I was that great, but it was, really cool to see like just different people to come together 
um, that had probably never played before and um, actually get used to each other and score goals at times. And uh, like communication was, it was something totally different for me um, to be able to like communicate between a goalkeeper and another center back and, um, and things like that. It just kind of showed me just how, like a, an actual example of how like soccer is the goal, the world's game and how like you can just get people together and kick a ball around and um, things can progress from there, I guess. Yeah. I, fun. I would not do that. I would be <laughs> so bad. I don't want to <laughs> run. You don't want to run. But, <laughs> yeah, you would have to run a little. <laughs> that's super cool. And to get that firsthand experience. And I think our soccer love stories are similar. It's always a friend who just gets you interested and then you get sucked in for the rest of your life. Yep. It's me. I'm the friend. <laughs> yeah. And it's, yeah. He's like totally sucked me in my, my friend, Chris Davis into like, cause, and he was like the first person to be like, Oh, you should get on Twitter. Cause there's all these goings on on soccer Twitter. And I was like, Oh, that's it. I'll, I'll do that. That sounds cool. And now it's kind of like, I don't know, turned into this whole persona soccer goose thing, which has been really cool because I get to meet people like you, Beth, and um, other cool people and less cool people um, that you just mute and ignore because that's what you do on Twitter. Um, But uh, but yeah. Yeah, I met Abby and uh, Trisha on soccer Twitter as well. So Actually, so I think Beth, what happened is that you knew Trisha from soccer Twitter. And then I met you and Jess at the 2018 meet the player event or 2019, 2019. It was at the Louisville game, wasn't it? No, I don't remember how we met Beth. I feel like you've just always been a part of my life. Go back and check your diary. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to pull the diary out right now. Dear diary, today I met Beth. <laughs> That's how we connected. And then we started to do a podcast because I was like, Layover Tone is stupid pretty. Beth was like, yeah. And we were like, do you want to be friends? Like, oh. <laughs> um, soccer Twitter brings people together. You go back for your diary, Beth. <laughs> uh, All right. Are you ready for some rapid fires? Let's do it, yeah. Let's do it. Okay, first one. Do you have a favorite stadium? Yeah, so, like, if, if I had to, like, pick one, I'd say, like, Blackbaud Stadium down where Charleston used to play, which um, I think, like, a month or two ago was torn down, unfortunately, um, is a stadium that, like, just really – it was, like, my first away game, and, like, the fans there are really uh, – enjoyable they're not uh combative i guess you could say um so that's like the epitome and it's a shame that it's gone because it had been there for such a long time and had so much history but blackbot stadium is is probably my favorite stadium that i've ever been to yeah what is the best concert you've ever been to i had to think about this for a while because i've been to a lot of random concerts and um yeah, but I, if I had to like pinpoint one, there was a concert I went down in, I went to, blah, words, um, down in Atlanta. And it was um, this band I had listened to for a while and never seen before uh, called Japan Droids, um, which sounds super nerdy now that <laughs> I say it out loud. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I saw them and then there was uh, an opener for them. Uh, what's his name yeah craig finn i guess i think he used to be the singer for the hold steady um and like they both were phenomenal like and it was it was interesting it's interesting looking back on it because like um not to give too much of my personal side away but like i had um i was just recently single at that time so i was going off into the world doing my own thing after being in a relationship for a long time and it was like looking back that was like a really fun experience because I had never really been to Atlanta before. Um, I got to experience a different city by myself and I got to go to a really cool concert and it was in like a, uh, an old movie theater, 
Like they renovated, made it into a venue. Um, so that was really cool. But that's like my favorite concert I've ever been to. Yeah. That's an awesome band name. Makes me think yeah. of uh, Parks and Recreation and how Andy is always claiming band names that he thinks sound cool. <laughs> Sounds like one he would claim. Yeah. <laughs> um, what do you do to get through the soccer off season? Oh, um, normally I would go to concerts, but uh, yeah, I, I guess I've done a lot more reading recently. Um, like I haven't really been into reading as much in the past, but uh, obviously we've all been stuck inside. Um, so yeah, I've gotten into reading a lot more, um, but normally I go to concerts, watch movies, TV, all that, uh, all that boring stuff. Mm-hmm. Are you reading anything good right now? Um, yeah. So I just, I haven't read like the entirety of it, but I'm about done with it. It's called, there's it's called Radical Hope. I should know the name of the book I'm reading, shouldn't I? <laughs> um, but yeah, I believe it's called Radical Hope. And it's it's basically like a collection of essays um, about people's experience right after Trump was elected. So it's about like, about hope and about like processing the emotions of what was going on then. And it's it's really personal in some ways too, because there's a lot of letters that are like, writing letters to uh, their child that's like two or three or like writing to their future child or writing to a grandparent. And then one of them towards the end is like about, it's like writing a letter to somebody's theoretical great, 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 great grandchild. So it's like, there's, it's just really good. Um, There's just a lot of themes of like hope, of course, and like perseverance and, I got it at the library to kind of out on whim, um, which is the first time I had been in a library to be able to go through the, the shelves. And I just saw it and I was like, okay, this, I can read this, this seems interesting. And it kind of, uh, it met me at a good place where I was very interested in that type of uh, those themes. And it, uh, it spoke to me very much, I guess. Yeah. I love, I love a public library. Speaking of reading, um, which is your Harry Potter house? So I don't, I've never read the books and this is, I, I hate, I, I've listened to the podcast before and I'm like, this is going to be really awkward. Um, I have a reason why I haven't read the books though, because I grew up in like a super conservative house where like Harry Potter was like magic and stuff. So like, that's not good. I mean, it, it is what it is now, but, uh, cause obviously magic is magic, but, uh, like I've never really read the books. I've seen like two or three of the movies. I did look it up though. I'm Hufflepuff. Um, but uh, yeah. So and I, read I like would have put you in Hufflepuff. That, okay. that I read like a brief description too, and I was like, yeah, I can get behind this. Like I, I'm basically that. So yeah. I that works for me. Yes. Which okay, you can pick any league. Let's pretend it exists everywhere. Which team would you relegate if you could? I f- and why is it Tottenham? And why is it Tottenham? <laughs> oh, yeah. See, I'm okay with Tottenham. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I couldn't really come up with a good answer for this, to be honest with you. I was trying to think of, like, I kind of feel like I want Phoenix Rising to get relegated yeah. because... Because you hate them. It's fine. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't really... I, I don't really love them. Um, and I'd kind of like to see them like drop down a peg in the, in the pyramid to be able to like fight them their way up. Um, but pro rel- promotion doesn't work in this. So they'd be stuck. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah. Phoenix rising. If I had to pick one. Yeah. That's fair. Um, what is the last show you binge watched? So the last, I, <laughs> I, I've been watching a show called Casual that's pretty good. It's on HBO or not HBO, Hulu. Uh, and it's basically about like a lady who's going through a divorce and her brother um, who she lives with. And, and that one I really like a lot. Um, and then I went through a phase of watching 90 Day Fiance with my girlfriend. <laughs> and like, I know I shouldn't admit that, but it's at the point of the pandemic where like, everything felt boring to watch. Like we just needed something that was straight to the point, 
laced in drama and like garbage TV. Like it's that's why we all watched Tiger yeah. King. We yeah. all knew. I yeah. It was not good. Listen, I watch Real Housewives. I can't say anything. When I first met my good friend Laura, I asked her what kind of TV show she liked to watch, and she said documentaries. And I was like, "Oh, what are some of your favorites?" And she was like, "90 Day Fiance." <laughs> <laughs> it's like not a documentary. No. Uh, not with that attitude. <laughs> she was dead serious. I love Laura. I hope she's listening. Laura, I love you. <laughs> you guys seen the documentary, The Wild, Wonderful Whites of West Virginia? Yes. Mm-mm. Oh, I, I think need- I've heard of it. Yeah. Oh, my God. So uh, they follow this family in West Virginia. And it's, it's, it's nonsense. It's real. Like they are. It's legit. I have to tell myself it's like a parody because it. there's a part where they pull up in the Taco Bell drive-thru and they see people inside and they're like, hey, Tanner, CPS took her baby. Oh, my God. Oh, my She's God. Crying. Her. It's, it's something, you guys, if you need some outrageous. It, oh, wow. It's. It's my favorite documentary. I made my dad watch it, and I don't think he's ever forgiven me for that. I'm sorry, Dad. I love you. Is it like a documentary movie? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So in this area of West Virginia, it's incredibly, incredibly low income, and it used to be like Mm -hmm. where a lot of the mining was. So, you know, it used to be a very rich community, and then obviously it has taken a turn for the worse, and there's a lot of themes with like, you know, addiction, family loss, you know, raising a family as a community and generational and, trauma, just and tons tap, of trauma. And tap dancing. Well, and tap dancing. Sure. Okay. Gotcha. I feel like you made that last one up. That, no, that nope, is like that's... the major theme of it. Like okay. one of the main guys, he is like one of the most famous tap dancers of all time. Just so white. I feel like we're just making this up. <laughs> it felt like a Mad Lib. You were like, and and then <laughs> addiction and poverty and tap dancing. This, this documentary has everything. <laughs> yes. Um. Oh my God! It, the entire thing is on YouTube. What is one thing you would change about the soccer culture in in your community? And alternatively, what is one thing you hope never changes about your soccer community? So I think, and I think about this way too much because I'm a soccer nerd, of course, but like, I feel like Charlotte doesn't have like an identity, like the, at least the, like the Charlotte soccer scene and even more widely, the city doesn't really have like an identity in some ways. So I'd love to see that, like whatever it is, um, except for money, because that's not an identity. Uh, sorry, sorry, Charlotte. I've seen identity. Um, but uh, like just for Charlotte to like have an identity, whether that's like just w- whatever that may be, something to like grab a hold of and to know, oh, Charlotte FC or the Independence or Stumptown AC or whatever the team is or whatever the Charlotte ecosystem uh, for soccer is I love for it to have like an identity, like what it's about and what people know about it. Cause like, I think FC Cincinnati and I think like poking fun at themselves and I have a very different perspective than other people for FC Cincinnati Twitter. I think, because like, I think y'all are hilarious. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, there's some bad bugs in there. There's some bad apples in there. But like, there's a lot of really funny people in Charlotte. In, uh, in sorry, uh, FC Cincinnati Twitter. I feel, anyways. Yes, it's the trauma. Yeah, <laughs> you have to laugh through the tears. So, is there one thing that you hope never changes about the soccer community there? Yeah. So I think. And this is based on my experience, but like, I feel like there's a lot of people um, in the Charlotte ecosystem that have like really gravitated towards like important causes. And, and in the past we've had really like outspoken players and currently of course um, like Brandon Miller and Hugh Roberts and a lot of fans have really like just latched on to supporting them and um yeah, I, I would definitely like to keep the just that attitude of like being willing to support 
what is good and mm-hmm. like, okay, this person's doing this thing. I'm going to support them in that. You know what I mean? That's awesome. And as a Cincinnati fan, we have no idea what that means. <laughs> <laughs> what is your go-to entertainment when you need to escape? Clearly it's 90 day fiance. Clearly. <laughs> it, it, it definitely has been for, for a while. Um, I've kind of fallen off that, that, uh, that line of thinking, but really like, like I do, like I said, I do do some reading when I want to unwind and things like that. And then like, I find myself Google searching, like, um, like old soccer knowledge, like, cause I just don't know anything about like the eighties and the nineties. And like, there is some weird stuff like the <laughs> marketing. Like if you, I think it's called fun. Well, it lasted. You can just like search a city or like search, different things and it'll give you like marketing pamphlets for like a indoor soccer team in like I don't know that this exists but like in Cincinnati and like it's just like the craziest stuff um because you're like this was a thing like just flaming soccer balls all over the place I love it. um and some of it is really good and other ones are like really, really bad which those are really fun too. Um, and then like, I find myself uh, searching on eBay for like old USL stuff all the time, uh, which has found some interesting stuff. I haven't bought a lot of stuff, but like, I'm like, how did this end up here? Like, like backpacks and like, there was uh, some like random championship thing from the league one final last year that was canceled. And I'm like, where did this come from? Like who's selling this thing? How do you have this thing? And like, it's, yeah, just random stuff like that. Keeps me, uh, keeps me entertained. <laughs> I was in like a, um, like one of those like thrift malls, uh, antique malls in mm-hmm. like Florida one time on vacation with my family, my mom and my aunts love to go to antique malls. And there was like a one, one person's little, cubby that they had that was all filled with Tampa Bay rowdy stuff just tons of it this was back um you know before we had the pod and like knew much about them at all I we were playing them in the USL at that time but I was like what I mean it was just tons of memorabilia and stuff it's very cool great story Beth thanks Trisha um (laughs) um, what is your favorite uh stadium food (laughs) So like uh, the the independents, they have this like it's they have this like curmudgeon old guy who like has this hot dog stand and it's Bob's Brats and it's he's just like the most ordinary guy and he always looks like he's mad even though okay. he he has good bratwurst which is nice I mean they're I don't know that they're great but like it's a it's he's always there at games and it's he's my best friend he's (laughs) it's so great because like occasionally the like the more I've interacted with him he'll like ask me about stuff about USL sometimes and I'm just like oh so you watch the games and he's like oh yeah yeah I watch the games and I I keep track of stuff and I'm just like I did not expect this and it's really (laughs) funny because they before they uh were renovating the 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 new stadium they're going to play in they had like uh like an unveiling of like uh, plans or something like that. And like randomly was there. And I was like, is that, that's not Bob, is it? Like that can't be Bob. And it was Bob. Um, <laughs> so that's just always what I think about there. And they also have like a uh, Mexican food truck that shows up sometimes and they have really good pupusas. So those are my, like my favorite go-to stuff. Wish we had food truck. Um, which player do you think is overrated? So, so you can say Christian Pulisic. Nobody here is offended by that. Yeah. So (laughs) I don't, I don't know. I really hate when a player like that gets like all the attention because like, yeah, he's good. But like any time. He's no Mason Mount. He's not Mason Mount. (laughs) Honestly, I don't pay attention to the Premier League too much. I can't confirm or deny that. Um, (laughs) But like, like when I get on soccer Twitter, sometimes I'm like, oh, Pulisic must have done something or he must have like done nothing because he's trending for no reason. So that I, yeah, Pulisic, I don't really love to be honest with you. Um, But like from a USL perspective, I kind of feel like, um, and this is maybe a stretch, but like Cameron Lancaster, I kind of feel like is 
overrated because like yeah. he's and he has been good in the past don't get me wrong um i looked it up to confirm he scored like 10 goals last year which isn't bad but like i feel like he's heralded as this like yeah. savior for louisville city and he's very good don't get me wrong but, but i also feel like uh, what's that but 10 goals is not anything amazing yeah and i there's a lot of factors he's had some injuries recently but like i feel like he's not gonna like save them and like the last game i watched of theirs like he like was nowhere to be found so like he was and not I, I say this and he's probably gonna score like a hat trick in the next game no he's not louisville's no. awful and so therefore support <laughs> this overrated on the flip side who do you think is underrated so I took a long time to think about this because I there's a lot of players I feel like don't get enough credit in USL. Um, so just like a short list, like Jake Arman on the independence, like he's one of my favorite players because he he's come a long way with the club, number one, where like he I don't even know what college he went to, but like division three school, I think, or some low division one, one of the two. And like, he's like really created like a, he's basically a must start. I feel like with the team, because he does all the dirty work. He does things really well. And he's progressed exponentially with the club. Um, I really like Anderson Asiedu with uh, Birmingham Legion, just because he's kind of like a bulldog and like, he gets himself in trouble sometimes. But I also love him, too, because he, like, I think he tucks in his shirt, which is cool, I think. But he also, like, I think he flips his his waistband out because he's got, like, a white waistband around him. So I'm just like, this guy is, he does all the things I love, too, because he's, like, a central defensive midfielder. And he just, he's a really short dude, too. So he's almost like Conte in some ways. So he, he, I, I love him. He's really fun to watch, I think. Three, two two quick ones too I'll, I, I swear I'll be quick on this rapid fire but Duke LaCroix last year with the Independence, he's now with the Sacramento Republic he I don't think got any credit for how the team played last year the Independence, but he was like the stalwart at the back he basically was playing like a uh, a center back even though he's a super athletic and super uh, offensive player um and a, a wing back technically but he doesn't get enough credit i don't think and then zico lewis with the charleston battery i don't know why he's still with the battery because he is such a good player um and he's like the stalwart uh, um score goals when you need to um does things that the club like when there's a goal that needs to be scored he does it and i think he gets some credit but i don't think he gets enough credit because He's not on like a Tampa Bay or like a Phoenix Rising, but like he's as good of, of, as anyone else in the whole league and, and doesn't get the credit he deserves, I don't think. Well, that's awesome because Charlotte plays Tampa. No, Charlotte plays Charleston this coming week. And we will keep an eye out. We will eyes on them. <laughs> uh, what is one player that used to be at your club that you would bring back in a second? It's, <laughs> It's funny because when I, when I had the independent podcast, I like haphazardly like started like a love affair with Lewis Hilton because like, I just really liked what he does on the field and he's now with Tampa Bay actually now that I think about it, but like, he's again, one of those players that like, he knows how to put a ball uh, on a set piece where the defenders can get to it. I mean, the attacking, attacking defenders and that's what i'm trying to say um yes the attacking defenders when they're in the other side of the pitch they're attacking and then when they're on the the, their side of the pitch they're defending um that's how that works um that's what they're called now (laughs) but uh i really like him a lot because like he again kind of like jake Armin was a player who um was kind of a fluke player it felt like i was like i don't know who this guy is but he really he has an unending workload. Um, I think in St. Louis, they called him El Motor. I think I could be wrong, but he played a year in a year or two in St. Louis and was a fan favorite there too, for reasons because he's, he's a workhorse. He does everything you need to in the midfield and he's just, 
a he's a player I wish was still with the independence, but there, there's also just a long list of players that have like come through the independence. Uh, I don't want to call it system, but through the club and gone on to bigger and better things, but he's like the main player. I'm just like, I love that he's doing good things, but I just wish he was doing it with the independence. I think we definitely feel that way about some players for yes. <laughs> all of our players leave and have success <laughs> elsewhere. Not all of them. No, not all. What are some of your favorite soccer Twitter accounts and podcasts? Oh, there's there's so many. I'm gonna forget somebody um, for both podcast and Twitter follows, but like, I'll I'll run through a few of them because like second or so not not second like uh, words. Um, Two Cents FC, I think is like, like I don't listen to a lot of soccer podcasts, unfortunately, anymore because my work schedule has changed and um, which is good, obviously. But like, I just don't get to listen to as many of them. But like Two Cents FC, they're a newer podcast, if I'm not mistaken. But they always have super informed guests. They always have perspectives that I've not really heard anywhere else, I feel. And they're always like hour long discussions and they go over things that I feel like are both really important um, from like a social, social awareness perception perspective and also just like sports business and um, people of color. They'd interview a lot of people of color that just give me different perspectives that I'm not getting anywhere else. I feel like, and it's all soccer related. So that's cool too. Um, a few other, two more soccer, three more parts. I've listened, I used to listen to so many soccer <laughs> podcasts, but, uh, River City 93, can I kick it? Outstanding podcast. Uh, the dude out there in, in Richmond is he's both done like traditional, like match recaps and things like that. But he also just covers the game from a different perspective. And he, he did like a docu-series podcast one time about like the 90, I forget what year it was, but like one of the, the Richmond kickers years. And like, I didn't know anything about that. And he was super knowledgeable about it, had a really good guest about it as well. Um, so I have to mention him. Two other ones, I swear. These are the only two I'm going to mention. <laughs> but uh, Jimmy Conrad needs a doctor covers the game from like a psychological perspective and like it's really good um i feel anyways because he so jimmy conrad of course is funny and he he has a lot of really good humorous perspectives i think but he also oh i'm forgetting his name i should know the he 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 does the podcast with a psychologist and the guests they have are really good because like i said they cover the game from a mental side and the mental aspect that I don't know that a lot of other podcasts are doing, which is I really enjoy. Um, and this is like my, my absolutely favorite podcast is uh, it's called by association. I think it's a guy in like Australia or New Zealand, one of the two, one of those islands down there. Um, <laughs> and it just, it tells different stories and it's like 15 minutes, 15, 20 minutes tops. So I really love that one because it has a different perspective and it, it's a lot of like historical things and it's just really well done. So that makes it enjoyable as well. That's a good list. It is. I'm very interested in the one that has the psychological aspect to it. That's very interesting. That's the my line of work. So hmm. to check that out. Did you have any soccer twitter accounts that you wanted to plug yeah so i i totally forgot about that part of the question um <laughs> i really like so there's there's a guy he like covers mls and stuff his, his name it's i think his twitter is snaves he just has a totally different perspective on things i think and he's he always is hilarious i feel um and he co- like just the way he views things in mls always make me laugh i feel like um well, so, you need a sense of humor if you're going to deal with MLS, I have learned. Yes. it's. I feel like there's two perspectives. You either take like a humorous perspective or you take like 
you know what Tame and Gam is? And I'm like, like <laughs> both are fine, but like, I can't, I can't even begin to understand what, I don't even know if Gam's a thing anymore, but whatever the allocation money thing is, it's just so much. I, I don't know how anybody wraps their head around it, but uh, so like two other Twitter follows, I feel like are good. Obviously. So like knifey, knifey lion radio, I almost said yes. it wrong. They're hilarious. And like oh I said gosh, earlier, yes. <laughs> like there's just such a, like the, the ecosystem in FC Cincinnati Twitter is so self-deprecating. It's, yes. uh, and I, I just, I, like, I'm not in that ecosystem, of course, but I'm just like, I get along with these people. Like, <laughs> when the Charlotte FC announced their crest, they did this, this ridiculous video where they flipped the crest, o- the crown <laughs> over, and it turned into like, the nativity scene and then it i think it was also like a ufo at some point too and i was just like what is like who thinks of these things (laughs) i'm just like i don't but i appreciate it so so much because it's hilarious and it it's a a change from the the craziness of soccer twitter um jonah was on our last episode so you have to (laughs) I really need, okay. I need to listen to this. But I haven't listened to it yet, but I need to because I need to understand who this person is. I, feel I don't like. know if it'll help, but <laughs> maybe I don't need to understand him. I don't know, but I think it's and one more one more plug because I think he does a lot of stuff and he's super ingrained in like the like collegiate side of soccer and like development side of soccer um and he's up in like the triangle area of north carolina so like raleigh area uh he's he's a fan of north carolina fc um but his name is zach uh it's tsp underscore zach uh or that's right yeah that's right sorry i thought it was the other way around but he just does a lot of like super creative things and like he did like a a series, the beginning of the pandemic, I believe it was, or during the whole, well, we're still in the pandemic, but during like the lockdown section of the pandemic, where it was like, he did a crest and like a team branding for like basically each city in North Carolina. Like he did like a hundred of them and they were all super creative and they were all really well done. And like, he just does a lot of really cool things that I'm like, I don't know how you do these things. I couldn't do these things. And I can tell it takes a lot of time and you do a really good job doing it. So I really appreciate him um, and you should follow him. Yeah. That's awesome. Do you support a national team? No. I mean, I, I, I think the, the U.S. men's national team has just given me nothing to be a fan about. Yeah, so like, I don't watch any of the friendlies. I I mean, they obviously they weren't in the last World Cup, so that didn't that didn't help. And I, like, I've only been a fan since like 2017, so I feel like there's just nothing like that's made me made it worthwhile for me to to follow them. So I really don't, unfortunately. May we just suggest the women's national team? See, I I need to get more into it to be honest with you, because obviously they're great, um, but that's something that I just haven't like dived into, I suppose I do. I do watch some NWSL from time to time. Um, but I do need to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're in a great place where you have the courage and they're great. Mm-hmm. They're fantastic. We would love an NWSL team, but Louisville got one instead and that is unfair. And <laughs> We need to burn it to the ground. We'll get one soon. My sister said, will you go down to Louisville to watch an NWSL match? And I said, yes, to cheer for the other team. <laughs> <laughs> it runs deep, that hatred of Louisville. <laughs> I just never knew yeah, Like, I know they're close, and I know they're a women's club, and we're like, yeah, mm-hmm. women's soccer. But then I'm like, oh, it's I can freaking support women's soccer yeah. while wanting them to lose. Well, that's a difficult <laughs> thing for me, too, because, like, the – the ownership group and they, the team NCFC North Carolina FC is like the, um, like, I mean, they're the little brother to, to NC courage. There's, there's no denying it, but the independence of like a really big rivalry with the North Carolina FC. So I'm like, I want to like them, but also like, I feel weird going to that stadium and like cheering them on because I've been on the other side and like booed the team that's there. So 
I think that's like the hesitancy for me to be mm-hmm. like, go and see courage. Because like <laughs> in my brain, like my heart tells me I should, but my brain's like, no, you shouldn't do this. They're, they, they're the bad team. I understand. Uh, which three soccer players do you want on your zombie apocalypse team? my favorite question when I saw this I was like ooh this I'm going to take way more time than I should thinking about this but um, so Matt Van Okel the goalkeeper for Birmingham Legion uh, just by looking at him he seems like he's been in nature a lot that's good That's so I feel like and he's probably got like a souped up truck or some type of vehicle that'll get get me through so I, I have to go with him um, for the first one because he's he, I just feel like I'd be safe with him, really. Um, I tried going like USL specific because that's what I know the most about. But George Davis, the fourth, unfortunately from Louisville City, but he's also just been in the league. Like forever, I think. Um, and he all, I think he played a year with Antigua Barracuda. So okay. he's got like the. um He's been around the league. He knows what's going on. So he'll be like the calming person. And he, like I said, he's been with Antigua Barracuda. So if he can, if he can deal with that, he can deal with a, a zombie apocalypse. Um, and the last one I selected, um, it's kind of a stretch because he's not a player anymore. But Landon Donovan, I feel like he would guide us. He would fire us up and drop some cuss words randomly. Um, <laughs> And he would just be like the the rallying person to get us through the zombie apocalypse, I feel like. That's a good one. I can see it. Yeah. All right. And the most important question, who is your soccer crush? So I couldn't think of like a good who. So I went with a club. uh, And I've talked about him a few times. And like Charleston Battery, I just love like I shouldn't love them because the independents technically have a rivalry with them. Yeah. And like the battery have basically always beat the independents. <laughs> but like, like I alluded to f- before with black bod, um, they just have tons of history, which I feel like is really cool. Um, they also just have like a super welcoming fan base. Um, the, the regiment is their, is their main supporter group. Um, and like I said, they were like my first, um away game and they were super welcoming and like i it's it's one of those situations where like you root against them during the game but before and after you like have a beer with them and you enjoy their company um and i feel like they've also like done the rebranding right which is sounds so simple (laughs) they've done that well without like totally abandoning their their previous history which which i think is really cool so they're like my like I've got crush. about like three kits of theirs um, and I probably shouldn't, but I do because they're just, they're my soccer crush. Like I have to love them. I can't hate them. There's no rules here. Yes. I almost said when I was messaging you earlier that you can define soccer crush, however you would like to. <laughs> so perfect. <laughs> yeah. My soccer crush is Alling stadium. So <laughs> yeah, that's up there too. I really want to go see a match there because it looks Great. And I've never been to Florida for some reason. I don't know how I've gone this far in my life without being to Florida and living in the South. But yeah, I feel like it'd be a good time. An adventure. Well, it's been great having you on. We really enjoyed hearing your soccer love story and chatting with you and getting to know more about you and meeting you finally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah thanks for having me. I this was a lot of fun. It was exceeded my expectations. I had a lot of expectations going into this because the questions were great. Uh, of course, I was going to get a chance to meet you, Beth. And I really enjoy what y'all do in the podcast scene oh. because it's different and um, it's just fun. It, it, fun is good. Fun is good. That's Agreed. Now, shamelessly plug your podcast up for me tell everybody about it because that's what we're about here. Yes. So, um, like I talked, like I said, I, we've just relaunched it. We like took two years off, uh, two years or so, but, uh, it's called amateur hour soccer. Um, it's amateur hour SCCR on Twitter, I think. Um, but yeah, so we, we're just relaunching, uh, 
this next Monday, the 17th. That's the date that is. Um, the first episode will drop. Um, we're trying to cover like the amateur side of things in like our area of North Carolina and Charlotte, but also just um, different soccer stories because I feel like there's so many um, like, I don't know anything about the UPSL and our first guest was with the UPSL comms guy. And I learned a ton about the UPSL from him because he just obviously knows a lot about the league. And now I'm excited about the UPSL, which I thought I'd never say because it's <laughs> a crazy <laughs> ecosystem, but it all makes more sense after I, I did the interview and yeah, but you can, I'll quit rambling at some point, I swear. Um, but Damn. yeah, you can, <laughs> You can find that, like I said, at Amateur Hour SCCR on Twitter. Um, just amateur soccer with the, the with the vowels. Um, wherever you listen to podcasts, um, the logo is a handwritten soccer ball with Amateur Hour on it, so you, you so you know what you're looking for. Um, but yeah, that's my podcast that I do with Chris Davis. I can't forget to mention him because he's literally the reason I do it and how I got into it. Um, so yeah. I follow both of you on Twitter and recommend that others do the same. You can find Ben at the Soccer Goose. I got that right, right? You did, yeah. I probably should plug my own Twitter account then. I'm terrible at plugging things. Might as well. And that is it for today, Crashes. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Tired of the same old uniforms and cookie cutter templates from Nike and Adidas? Looking for a unique, completely custom kit for your youth club, Sunday league squad, adult, or even pro team? Icarus FC can help you create the kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Let them help you design your new custom kit today at icarusfc.com. Thank you so much to Ben for joining us for this week's episode. We really loved hearing your soccer love story. A new Crush of the Week poll will be coming your way this weekend. If you have any nominations, send them our way. If you want to share your soccer love story, DM us. We'd love to have you. Make sure you like, subscribe, rate our podcast on all platforms available. And thank you for listening to Soccer Crush. It's awesome.